Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Today on Big Blend Radio's Happy Hour Show, we're going to raise a glass to the future of tourism and travel and hospitality, and we have four awesome ladies joining us to talk about their destinations and some really great campaigns to keep tourism at the forefront and small business. Uh, so we're going to start out with Ashley Cates. Ashley is the creative director of Travel Medford in Oregon's Rogue Valley, and what I know is there's a lot of nature, there's mm. a lot of parks, there's a lot of wine and cheese. So uh, go to their website. It's travelmedford.org. So welcome, Ashley. How are you doing? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. First and foremost, I'm doing lovely. Very cool. Very cool to have you here. And, you know, um, you know, Nancy and I travel the country on our Love Your Parkster. We do have a little mascot. Her name is Priscilla. She <laughs> is a pink sock monkey. Uh, sometimes she tries to give us directions, which goes astray. Uh, sometimes we lose her in bars. But tonight she will be your your server, and she wants to know what can we get you to drink and munchies on the side for happy hour. <laughs> well, what I'm currently drinking right now is um, an Anchor Valley Cabernet Sauvignon, um, which is a local winery that I, my husband is the winemaker of actually here in oh, um, the Rogue Valley nice. in Jacksonville, Oregon. So that's what I'm sipping on. Um, cool. because that's what's handy. <laughs> nice. Okay, so Priscilla, you can just sit back and lay back, but that's not really because cool. we got our next guest. We're going to go over to meet with Kelly West in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Uh, Nancy and I have been there a couple of times. It is one of our favorite places, very historic, because it is the oldest settlement in the state. It's home to, the Nash, uh, to Northwest uh, Louisiana's University, so you can check it out up in the northwest corner and also part of the no man's land because for three years there was no law and order in Louisiana, and that Ooh. happened right there. It's very <laughs> cool. You can go to their website, Natchitoches.com, and it's, it's really it's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S. So it's like Natchitoches.com. So yes. Natchitoches.com. Welcome back, Kelly. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Hey. Good. Hey, you know what? You're getting good at these happy hour shows. <laughs> Joining in on I know. Them. Look, you say, hey, you want to be on a happy hour? And I say, of course. I <laughs> know. But hey, y'all. That's y'all. what it's, Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. So, you know, you know Priscilla pretty well. You, you fed her Bloody Mary's, daiquiris, uh, beer from <laughs> Cane River Brewing. Um, what would you like yeah. her to get you today? <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness. Um, the options are limitless. Probably another daiquiri. Oh, all right. See, okay. Everybody, they have drive-through daiquiris in Louisiana. Hey, are they open? They are. They are essential <gasps> cool. businesses. 
Um, and you can drop in and actually buy your beer and your liquor in the drop-thru as well. So um, they have been very essential and very well used, um, and their sales have really skyrocketed during this time. So I bet. Yeah, and if we were there, it would be even, you know, better. Even better. <laughs> even better. Hey, I, I want to quickly before we bring our next guest on, uh, Ashley, uh, are wineries doing, like, wine pickups, curbside pickups? In, in yeah, yeah, they're doing curbside pickups, takeouts, and they're also um, doing some free deliveries around local areas, so they will come and drop it at your door. Um, so the wineries and, are getting pretty creative over here. Wow. See, this is cool. This mm. is cool. This is a proper happy hour. I like this. So let's uh, go mm-hmm. over to Colorado. We're going to go to the Grand Valley region, which is home to Grand Junction, the Colorado National Monument, uh, a wonderful community called Palisade, and apparently there's a lot of wine there. And um, our next guest, Annette Lewis, is the uh, co-owner and innkeeper of Dancing Moon Bed and Breakfast in Clifton, uh, Colorado, and we're hoping to actually meet her in person uh, in May. Uh, So go check out her website. It is Dancing Moon BNB. Dot com. So welcome, Annette. How are you doing? Oh, doing great this evening. Sipping on wine, too. Sipping on wine? <laughs> so you, so Priscilla doesn't need to, like, stretch her legs too far, our little sock monkey? I beg your pardon. <laughs> well, you know. No, 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 no you, there's always an open bottle here. Oh, well, we'll be there sooner than you think. <laughs> so your, your, your wine, are, are wineries open to get wine? Because you, you have uh, a little different. You've got fruit wine there, right? Uh, we have fruit and, and regular uh, red and white wines. Um, the, the places aren't open quite yet. They're, they are doing curbside pickup, but they've utilized social media, so now they're doing virtual wine tastings. So if you purchase a bottle from them, uh, you can go online with the winemakers, and they'll talk about their wines, and they'll drink along with you. Now, we like That's this. very cool. We like this. We like this. This is a good plan. Uh, so now we're going to chat with Maria Coder. And Maria, I believe, is in New York. Uh, you can go to her website. It's bedandbrunchpr.com. And uh, Maria is heading up this awesome campaign called Still In Business. And you can go to stillinbusiness.com, and that's in with two N's. Uh, she's really united uh, all these inns and boutique hotels across the country and around the world. We've got Italy, Germany on there, Canada, uh, you name it. And uh, everyone's come together to unite to say, hey, we're still rocking, we're, we're open. Well, maybe if we're not open, but we're, we will be open uh, so you don't forget about all the innkeepers and small businesses. So I encourage you to check out the website stillinbusiness.com. But welcome, Maria. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, so what can our little sock monkey Priscilla get you to eat and drink? I have an unusual request. I would like something really old-fashioned and simple. I would like a very, very cold lemonade. Ooh. Mm. You know, where we are here at the Homestead Inn, she has got all these lemons. And Priscilla climbs the trees and gets the lemons. So Priscilla needs to (laughs) go out. She's good at lemonade. This will be uh, freshly picked. Is that okay? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So are you based in New York? I am. I'm based in New York City. Oh wow. And uh, wow. you know, right right when the right when the um this radio show started at seven o'clock every night from seven to seven oh three, people stand on their porches. You know, we all have um balconies here in our skyscrapers near where I live. And from seven to seven oh three we make a lot of noise to say thank you to the healthcare workers. 
So I don't know if you were able to hear any of that, but yeah. that happens every night. It's like a ritual here. That's awesome. Wow. That is really cool. I raised a glass in New York doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. And to all the healthcare workers and grocery stores and everybody that is on the front lines of making the world go around. Um, and that includes you with what you're doing with the campaign. I think that is fantastic. Um, but, yeah, you know, let's talk about the different regions, you know, and, and start with you, Maria, with this whole campaign. Um, really getting into inns. It's interesting because you're in skyscrapers, and when you think about bed and breakfast inns, I'm like, well, this is night and day. <laughs> it is. You know, I, I grew up in um, in, the, in hotels. I grew up a little bit like Eloise. My dad was um, general manager for lots of big-time hotels, and so I grew up moving internationally. And I have this unrequited love for small towns and um, houses, which I've never lived in. And, you know, I, I came up the journalism track, and then I did marketing and public relations, and then I combined everything, and I tried to find a niche that really spoke to me, and I just love bed and breakfast and then, and everything that they offer the community and the, and the traveler, so it just seemed like mm-hmm. a really good fit. Yeah, I like this. I like this. You know, it's. I think what you're doing is, number one, you're helping the small business. And I think that's really, you know, important now, especially right now with what's going on with uh, the COVID-19. Uh, the pandemic is really taking its toll on, obviously, human lives, the health of people, but also the economy. And tourism is usually, right, Nancy, the number one thing that can actually rescue a place. Uh, yes. Tourism is huge, and responsible tourism is something that mm-hmm. we advocate for. So it's, you know, looking at history and nature, and um, and I think that's definitely where inns come in. Uh, they really play that role of telling the story of a town. Um, they really do. They're the storytellers. You know, when you go into a community and you sit in an inn, an innkeeper will tell you all the hidden gems. You know, it's really, it's, it's they're important uh, when it comes to uh, responsible travel and um, so I really love what, what you're doing with the Still In campaign, the Still In Business campaign. You. Can you give everyone an overview of who can get on board and how this whole thing works? Yes. So um, any bed and breakfast in or boutique hotel is welcome to join. There's no cost to join. It's basically pulling everyone into this one website called stillinbusiness.com. Uh, and um, from there, we're creating multiple campaigns. Some are, some of them are staggered, and others are, you know, all happening at once. The idea mm-hmm. is to find a way. You know, everyone is social distancing, but the innkeepers they miss doing what they do. They miss the guests. So we've come up with a way for them to. We call it digitally, un- digitally undistanced, and it's a way to stay visible and stay connected with their guests. So right mm-hmm. now, one of the campaigns we have going on is called "We Wish You Were Here." It's a collection of digital postcards with recipes and it's a way for the innkeepers to reach out to their guests and provide a slice of comfort they're providing recipes mostly with apple pie or apple tart we have some with apple roses we're trying to tie it into Mm. may 13th which is national apple pie day because you know it's two-pronged right we want the innkeepers to stay connected with the guests and we also want the media to take notice of the inns and boutique hotels and this whole independent lodging industry because there is a lot of talk about, you know, what the large hotel chains are going through, the people, then there's talks about the layoffs and the people who are affected, but people aren't really talking about the bed and breakfast. And I think it's important that we talk about these independent establishments that, you know, the, um, not only are the innkeepers, you know, you know, many of them concerned about their losing their, their income, but in a lot of these cases, they could also lose their homes because they live where they work. So I am trying very hard to find ways to keep them in the news and keep them um, top of mind for travelers and and entice travelers to look into what they imagine what they want to do when they go there. Imagine um, 
what there is to do in the town and also uh, what the inn has to offer, what these properties have to offer so that when uh, the time does come where travel is available, uh, the destinations and the actual inns are places that people already have, you know, written down that they want to make sure they go to next. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you know, I just want to say, you know, how important websites are for these people right now, that um, being really open and with what's happening, where you are, whether you're open, whether you're closed, and what steps you ta- you are taking as an innkeeper to make sure that if you are open, your guests will be safe so that they know, mm. oh, I'm disinfecting so many times a day, or I use this, or at least I'm aware of, of the, um, you know, current drama that we're all going through and facing so that uh, when people are researching online and thinking about when they can travel that they that you've built that confidence that mm-hmm. you're aware and active and proactive and if you are open those who can travel and and can and book will feel confident that mm-hmm. this is a knowledgeable a proactive place that that is worth booking. And, and that's a cool thing. And, you know, when you go on stillinbusiness.com, and that's in with two ends, you see mm. this nice list of B&Bs. I, I tell you, I got stuck in there first. I know, it's day. fun. It's like I'm you're like, traveling uh-oh. around. And I'm like, that's it, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. But when you go on the website, you do get that information. If there's mm. newsletters and social media, I encourage people to follow it. And it's the same thing as destinations. And I want to move over to Oregon. We're going to go to Rogue Valley. And, you know, that area is so cool because you're close to rivers and, and the ocean's not that far. And it's easy access off of Interstate 5, as I recall from road trips going up. And uh, so, Ashley, uh, this is something this time of year. I mean, are people able to come to you yet? Um, you know, we, uh, the governor here in Oregon, has just announced that in about two weeks we're going to start a phased reopen plan. Um, so we're looking just about the second week of May. Um, there's going to be, I believe, three phases from Governor Brown that is going to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Start to slowly reopen um, the state, and it sounds like some of the more rural areas will be allowed to open first. Um, and we would definitely mm-hmm. fall into that as, you know, we are big spaces, big skies. Um, Medford is the eighth largest city in the state, um, but the valley, we're, we're really the heart of the Rogue Valley. And the valley itself is, you know, like you were saying, rivers and lakes and rolling hills and wine country and, and um, dormant volcano and, you know, lots of places to go out and explore and see while still social distancing or, you know, just being by yourself. Um, there is so much opportunity to explore 
Mother Nature here, um, as well as enjoy wine and theater and all those other things. So we look forward to, um, it sounds like in about two weeks, starting to slowly open the doors. Um, and we, you know, when it is safe for the, for the visitor, we will welcome them with open arms. That is awesome mm-hmm. to hear, you know, and that, you know, it's it's going to be a slow and different way of traveling. That's what we tell people now. It's, you know, plan, like Nancy said, use websites. On your website, you have COVID updates there, too. So is, there, is it best for people to sign up for a newsletter, to follow on social media, to keep up to date with Rogue Valley? Yeah, of course. You can sign up for our newsletter on our website, and then the COVID updates um, takes you to our Chamber of Commerce page um, that gives you live time updates with local businesses, um, from restaurants to wineries um, to experiential to let you know, you know, what is, what's doable, what's possible and, and where everyone's at. Um, and like you said, we are a drive market, which um, we are also, we also have an international airport here, which people don't realize often. <laughs> um, but we do recognize that as we do slowly open the doors that I think people are going to be a little bit more um, comfortable doing road trips. Um, mm. as opposed to, to flying long distances. So um, I think that we, we'll probably see some of our closer neighbors here first um, in state and, and, you know, we're just over the California border as well. Yeah. And, oh, well, you're close to Washington State too. I mean, it's just, like it's such a beautiful area, and I think a lot of people are going to be doing, like, mini road trips everywhere, you know, so I think that's going to be very cool. Uh, going over to Natchitoches, Louisiana, the oldest settlement again. Let me give uh, Medford's website again. It's travelmedford.org. Um, I'm so glad you made it on the show, you know, because it's, it's, none of us knew what to say yet, you know, when this COVID thing happened. It's like, Oh no, we got to we all got to band together. So it's really cool to have all of you here. Uh but Kelly out in yeah. Natchitoches, I mean you're part of No Man's Land, which we love and I know that's the 3 year celebration. And this is you you guys have got to be missing your parties because this this city, it doesn't feel like a city, but you guys have festivals all the time. You guys have got to be missing them. Yes, very much so. You know, a lot of them have either canceled for the year or postponed and we just, we're just, they're just waiting you know to find out okay when can we reschedule um I, I don't know yet I don't know what the plan is for folk festival um mm. they are looking at multiple options right now I knew that would make you very sad um mm. but um but we you know we're looking ahead because with the order extended and then um she's right you know it's going to be people like our focus is going to be in-state travelers and just across the border into Texas and Arkansas. And then as a few months pass and we see, you know, what goes on, then we'll branch out from here. Um, we'll also go after of course, our visitors who have already been there and already love us. And so, you know, encouraging them to come back. I heard one great thing this week that I thought was just fantastic was so many people have missed celebrations during mm-hmm. this time they've missed birthday opportunities and anniversary celebration opportunities and so um i think that destinations you know have a chance to capitalize on that right now in not in a bad way but in a celebration way because we're here we're ready to celebrate with you um mm-hmm. just as soon as you know our government say yes go yeah I, exactly, and I, oh my God, your Christmas, your Christmas festival oh, is going to yeah. be probably the biggest it's ever been. It's going to be probably. crazy. Oh my gosh, you know. Uh, so and there's so much. Um, 
one thing, you know, what I've seen people do is, you know, there's all these movies. Everybody watch Steel Magnolias and <laughs> celebrate Natchez yes. that way, that way, because that's where it was filmed. So that's that's one way to to celebrate <laughs> the, the region as well. I, you know, Annette, I want to go Definitely. over to you um, in the Grand Valley region of Colorado. So, you know, we think about Colorado. A lot of people immediately think about Rocky Mountain National Park and Denver, um, but you're in this uh, beautiful northwest corner. It's been many many years. Um, since we've been through there, my early 20s, and now I won't say what my age is now, but it was like when I say many years. Um, so give us kind of a description of your area. Uh, well, the western slope is quite unique in Colorado, and I know a lot of people think of Rocky Mountains, lush and green, uh, but we're considered a high desert, which is funny, be a thousand feet lower than Denver itself, uh, which is, wow. you know, mile high. Um, but we have a beautiful mesa that's just to the east of us where the, the sun and the moon just come up on over. That's 11,000 feet, so there is skiing up there. Wow. Um, right now we still have snow um, up in the mountains because uh, we got hit with it just a couple of weeks ago, and it kind of filled in all those little spots in the rocks up there. Um, but today it's 80 degrees. It's beautiful. The spring has sprung, and things are starting to, to bloom and flower. Um, wow. Unfortunately, we won't have the peaches this year. Uh, we've been declared a, a national emergency uh, because we had a freeze and it killed the buds. Mm. So we will have some Calte peaches, but not as many as, as they thought. Um, mm. However, it's still beautiful, and we have uh, plenty of hiking, biking, rafting, because we're right off the Colorado River. Um, plenty of things to do. Uh, mm. And if you can't go out and do it, uh, we're bringing it in. So if if you have a celebration and, and you want to bring your family, yes, we'll disinfect. We'll have the family come. Uh, we don't have to worry about the, the six-foot rule because it, you're all family. Um, disinfect when you leave. So uh, oh. we're trying to take care of that and, and try to be as accommodating as possible for anybody who does want to visit the area. And then, so you, I think the state opens May 4th, right, for Colorado? Uh, yes, they are doing a slow open, um, as Oregon is. Uh, we, in this area, Mesa County, has already started uh, April 27th. Uh, hmm. they, they brought the um, dentists and chiropractors back in to fold, which is a good thing because I need to get my back cracked. Um, <laughs> and uh, they, they just they keep going from there. So every week it's going to be a little bit more. So we're really looking forward to in the next uh, probably three to four weeks uh, uh, being up and more or less running. Not not back to normal, but as close as we can get it for now. Right, right. And your bed and breakfast. Um, this looks like a grand house. It, it, you're on a farm. It's like I see peach trees and all kinds of things going on. Uh, yes, uh, we have nine acres. So six of it we farm at uh, hay alfalfa, um, and then uh, we have a couple of chickens for farm fresh eggs. Um, we got cool. chicks, so that they're not ready yet, but the time you come, they'll be ready. Um, and then our neighbor has a full-fledged farm behind us, uh, horses, rabbits, uh, pigs, chickens, a llama, wow. I think, and goats. <laughs> so whatever <laughs> you can't find here, you can find next door. <laughs> This is cool. I love that. Well, you know, we. I think, you know, this is the thing. I think a lot of us are going to want the outdoors. And, uh, you know, actually out in Rogue Valley, the outdoors has got to be, 
where people are going to want to go. Do you, you have like Crater Lake and, and places like that for, for people for social distancing but still taking a road trip vacation? Absolutely, yeah. Um, the Rogue Valley really is known for its natural beauty. Um, you know, and we have some really special um, natural assets here. You know, we don't just have a river. We have the world-class Rogue River. You know, we don't just have a lake. We have Crater Lake National Park. Um, we don't just have dormant volcanoes. We have a we have one right in the middle of town called Roxanne Peak. Um, you can hike to the top of, and we have a plethora of lakes, um, hiking trails. Mount Ashland is just to the south. Um, we really, we really have it all in this valley, and and I I am a little biased because I live here, but <laughs> mm. um, I have traveled all over the world and lived um, in multiple countries, and I just can't say enough about the Rogue Valley and and what it has to offer as far as the outdoors go. Not to mention um, the wine and culinary scene that is just exploding here. That is so cool. You know, I, I want to mm. say, Maria, going through all the bed and breakfasts and communicating with a lot of them because we're going to go and try and see as many bed and breakfasts that are part of the Still In Business campaign on our trip as we go east. And I, like I said, I really got sucked in. And, you know, there's a bed and breakfast. I think it's Tiffany's that's right outside Hot Springs National Park. There's Asheville, North Carolina with um, you've got the Great Smoky Mountains National Park there. Um and breweries, sorry, I have to bring them in too. And there's like, there's one right by Gettysburg. I mean, it seems like the, really when you look at the Harper's Ferry, I'm just trying to go through my mind of all the different, you know, Santa Fe's got Bandelier. I mean, when I'm looking at all of these parks in the area, Maria, I think that's what part of the thing with the inns is there's this natural ambiance and a lot of them have certified wildlife gardens and there's a nature and history thing that goes with inns. It's got to be cool to work with everyone. There is, and they're very connected. They're very in the know. You know, they're they're not just passing through. They're really involved members of their communities, which makes it really nice when you're a traveler. You're you're getting recommendations from people who live there, who know the areas, and who mingle nonstop mm. with people who are also in the areas. Mm. That's so cool. That's very true. And that's that special information with places that sometimes you don't even see in brochures. Mm-hmm. That's right. And mm-hmm. Kelly, we stayed at is it Sweet Cane Inn? Yeah, years ago, um, on a, at Sweet Cane Inn, which is right on the river, on Front Street. Sugar, I think Sugar I mean, Cane. Yeah, sugar. Sweet. It's Sweet Cane. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. yeah, you have a bunch. Of, you have a <laughs> lot of bed and breakfast in Natchitoches and hotels like the. Bed we and do. Breakfast, we do. And... I'm gonna have to get in contact with Maria. Is what I'm thinking. Um, we do. Yeah, we have, you know, we're considered the bed and breakfast capital of Louisiana. We have um, something like 25, 27 bed and breakfasts, um, and even more. You know, obviously Airbnbs in the area, and um, definitely a really cool place. And a lot of them are located right in the historic district, so you could stay and then walk downtown, and then walk to paddle and pedal to go paddle boarding or kayaking on the lake, and you know. So you can still social distance. Kisachi National Forest. Listen, there's the Longleaf Vista Trail, the Interpretive Trail, the Longleaf Vista Trail, and that is like the coolest thing. You'll see actual like magnolia trees in a forest. Like it's so seriously, cool. amongst the pines, and it, and then all of a sudden a yucca plant will be blooming. You're like, what? And wildflowers. <laughs> it's like the coolest place. But this is known as the littlest, the Little Grand Canyon of Louisiana, and that's because you get to hike up this. 
I call it the big butt, <laughs> but it's a beaut. And uh, <laughs> it's really a little hill because Louisiana is pretty darn flat. And um, so this is where you're going to get your hill exercise, right, Kelly? <laughs> it's, it's so Definitely. Cool, it is. Mm. Yeah, it is. Mm. It's one of our favorite spots. And obviously with the National Forest, you know, a lot of that is social distancing, um, be it out on those trails and on the waterways. So very yeah. lucky to have it here. Yeah, and there's orchids and azaleas, and it's just, it's magic out there. Uh, you know, we're talking about lodging so much, too. Ashley, uh, what's the lodging choice like in uh, Medford and Rogue Valley? Do you have a lot of bed and breakfast, too? You know, we, we have um, a couple bed and breakfast and some really sweet uh, boutique hotels um, and then some larger hotels as well since we are kind of the heart of the, the valley here. Um, there is lots of opportunity with Airbnb um, and home share and that, that kind of stay as well. Um, but I, I personally love the bed and breakfast and the, the boutique hotels because, like, you, like you're saying, you can really touch um, the local through. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in nursing into your busy day. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Balance online coursework and in-person, local clinical, practicum, or immersion hours as you work towards graduation while leaving room for what matters. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. The, the, the person behind the desk, and they can give you those insight nuggets. Um, those off-the-beaten-path trails that mm -hmm. um, Oregon is so known for. Yeah. And do you have any inns um, and, or resorts or hotels connected with the wineries? I'm just saying because I don't want to have to drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So we have um, – there's lots of uh, tour companies here that have, like, Bravo Wine Tours and Wine Hopper and Southern Oregon Express, um, lots of different – companies that will take you around the wine trails we have four wine trails here in the valley um we actually have over um, 70 varietals 80 wineries and 53 tasting rooms so you kind of have to block out like a week <laughs> to see everybody um but these these drivers with the tour companies will take you they will drive you they will bring food for you they will give you all the tips along the way um jesse with southern oregon express will tell you about all the wildflower hikes that are around and the waterfalls and I don't know if you guys are familiar, but it, morel mushrooms are very big down here um, in the in southern Oregon. So people love to forage for morel mushrooms. Um, so yeah, there's there's just so many ways to explore the Rogue Valley, and you can do it with locals through some of these companies um, that are partnered with the hotels or boutique uh, inns. I I want to come have Syrah. That like into Syrah now. <laughs> like my mind has just gone to Syrah land. You know, I'm just. I don't know, Syrah and mushrooms and, you know. Oh, my gosh, we do Syrah so well. It's actually the name of my dog. <laughs> that, oh, see, that's, that's funny. Okay, so um, as many of you know, Nancy and I travel with what we call our, it's, it's our portovinos, and um, they're tote bags and they're backpacks, and they keep your wine chilled in your backpack in a little insulated thing, oh. so you pour your wine into a little baggy thing, and it's got a little spigot, just like, you know, boxed wine, but you pull that out, right? And then they give you the little baggies, and we hike all over with wine, and then we <laughs> not in places. So where would you take your Syrah and Portovino bag, in in <laughs> out, out in Medford or Rogue Valley? Where would you go, Ashley? Because it had Syrah. I want well, Syrah out there. 
And cheese. I know. The Syrah, Syrah is one of my favorite varietals, so I love that you love Syrah. Um, it, in one of the, a little fun fact about Syrah in general, the varietal is people don't realize they think Oregon and they think rain and cold, but here in Medford, we are just about 35 miles over the California border, so we actually have 200 days of sunshine, so we're able to grow varietals like Syrah and Cabernet Sauvignon and Petite Syrah, a lot of those mm. bigger, bolder red wines. Um, mm. So to your question, one of my favorite hikes um, here in Medford in the Rogue Valley is the Table Rock, and they are uh, volcanic plateaus um, that are kind of right smack dab in the middle of the valley. Um, and so there, there's two different hikes on Upper uh, upper Table Rock and Lower Table Rock. Um, and once you get to the top, you have a panoramic view of everything from um, Roxanne Peak to Mount Ashland to Mount McLaughlin. And on a good day, you can even see Mount Shasta. Ooh, nice. This is very cool. This is very That's cool. Exciting. So, Annette, mm. I want to go over to you in Clifton, Colorado, because you've got Colorado National Monument in your backyard, you know. You've got the beautiful yep. rivers, too. So, like, would you take a Porto Vino backpack in, into the, the monument, Colorado National Monument, or is there other parks that we should be looking at with our Porto Vino? <laughs> um, I particularly like uh, Palisade Rim Trail. Uh, they have a high trail and a low trail. Uh, the difference is five miles. So the high trail is uh, three miles. Uh, when you get to the top, there's actually petroglyphs of, I think it's Ooh. either deer or elk. And you can walk up to them. You can touch them. You can take selfies with them, which I've done and posted. Um, and then the lower trail is a meandering trail that goes around like at the top of a mesa. You're still up on top, but it goes a lot longer. Um, that's a, a perfect place to take a glass of wine for a minute and relax before you come back down. Now, Colorado Monument is beautiful, uh, but it is a national monument. They watch it very closely, so um, trying to sneak a glass of wine in there uh, might be a little difficult. Uh, we'll show you. Fact, <laughs> There's a way. Um, Nobody knows with your backpack, and then your little thingy just lifts, lifts up and you pour it out. It's really, you'll see. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, great. Park rangers great. don't listen to this segment. <laughs> Sorry. No, and, you know, I haven't They'll really never run across know. many of them. <laughs> the, the rangers, you really don't see a whole lot. They tend to stay at the visitor center or where it's nice yeah. and cool. Um, but... Um, a little unknown fact about the Colorado Monument is in the 80s, and I think it was in 86, there was a Chevy commercial made there, and they put a Chevy truck up on top of the monument. Oh, wow. And and they had to airlift it. That was the, that's the only way to get it up or down because there's there's no stairs, there's no, no wow. um, hydraulic system or anything. So, yeah, if you Google Chevy trucks, and I believe it's a 1986 commercial, so we tell everybody about it, and they're like, oh, Google, Google. Yeah. And uh, I remember it growing up. I remember that. It was like, that is so cool. It sounds so familiar. But, yeah, it does. I, yeah. Think, I think I know what you're talking about. We're mm-hmm. going to we're gonna have to Google that for yeah, sure. Yeah, we will. So, okay, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, Kelly, when we were in Natchitoches, Nancy and I did Portovino in the morning, white wine. We were very good, very little. Um, and got caught in this really cool summer storm in Kasachi National Forest. It was awesome. Then we saw wild pigs, and that was even better. Well, it, was it was like so that was fun. the coolest thing. But uh, so, where would you port a vino? <laughs> 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 then the Long Beach Trail. 
Oh goodness, that that's a good place to do it. But you know, I may would I may would take you out on a kayak with me out yeah. on the Cane River Lake. Oh, yeah, you're brave. I'm that. And you're so brave. No, I would do it. No, no because the gators aren't water. Really, no, no, I mean she's brave. Kelly's brave. Yeah. Kelly's brave to take us. Oh yeah, to take us. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She, well, she 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 hung out with us and took us around, and she already knows. <laughs> she's been she's oh, been yeah. through. No. no. She's Believe me, that would be um, tremendous fun. <laughs> it would be. We could go to a drive-through daiquiri on a kayak. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we need—a waterway daiquiri. You can. Place. You can. I know. Ooh, that's not a good idea. Maria, I'm, I've got to ask New York. I mean, where where do you go out for nature when you've got skyscrapers and stuff like that? Are you going to Central Park or are there like nature areas for for? Quick? We've never been to New York. We have no clue. Well, actually, I live in um, Riverdale. It's part of the Bronx, and it's okay. um, it, it's right before. It's basically where the city meets the suburbs. The next, I guess, the next town over. You're actually in the suburbs, but technically, I'm still in the city. The subway still comes here, and um, we live near this amazing garden called Wave Hill that has all sorts of. Um, it normally, has all sorts of family programming and outdoor activities and. Um, it, it's hmm. it, it's an incredible incredible place, and so we tend to go there. It's membership only, except for Saturdays when it's free and open to the public till noon. And um, but because of our proximity, we can walk there, and so we have a membership, and we, we normally go there a lot. Um, right now, we are just you know going out for walks around the neighborhood. Everyone here has to wear a mask, and we have a toddler that doesn't love the mask, so we hmm. take little short trips. We um, we found. Um, a little statue not too far from here that we call the Eiffel Tower. And so once a day we go see the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and that's our main outing with our almost three-year-old cool. daughter. That's <laughs> really, really cool. That's cool. You know, it is, you know, we've all got to get together and create all these little new ways of, of being. And I don't think when we look at what's going to go in the future, the rest of this year, I think I know that, you know, summer's going to, tourism will go up, in, you know, especially in the late summer and into fall. Um, but I think it's going to change a little bit. Uh, what do you think, Maria, when, you know, with everyone you deal with and, and having been in this industry for so long and also traveled so much, um, do you think tourism and just how we travel is going to change for the future? I think so. I think much more so earlier on than later. I think after a while, things tend to reset to basically near where they were. Um, But I think in the immediate future, you know, I I do think like you had said that people will be taking a lot of shorter trips, places where they can drive. I do think they are craving, we, they, we, all of us are craving the outdoors, uh, interaction with people, being able to talk with one another uh, face-to-face with, you know, three feet apart or less. And I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of us, you know, are, are longing for, uh, connection, and I think maybe in the past, you know, there, as all of us do, there are moments where we feel like, oh my goodness, some some space, please. But I think we've had enough space, and I think um, a lot of people are looking to connect with people and connect um, and, and take mm-hmm. little mini getaways that they don't have to, with not too much pomp and circumstance, and also not too much money, because I think, um, especially at the start of this, I, the people will want to get out, but they're also going to be um, cost conscious of, yes, you know, how sure. they spend their money. Mm-hmm. Before we play happy hour, I wanted to ask Maria for destinations and inns and you know and hotels. I know you really specialize in inns and boutique hotels and bed and breakfast. 
Um, any tip out there for someone right now listening that's going, okay, number one, check in the stillinbusiness.com, check it out and get part of that. Um, I know that you vet people, make sure that they are doing something in regards to being clean for their guests, and it is a little bit of a process, but it is a free program. Um, what Any tips for innkeepers out there, uh, what they can do right now to help their business in, in, in spreading the word? I, I think the biggest thing is to st- stay connected online with their guests. Um, you know, we've created these, um, uh, the, the inns have created digital postcards for this Wish You Were Here campaign, and they're really beautiful, visual. They, they add value to the guests and to prospective guests by having a recipe on them that they can make at home with ingredients they probably already have in their pantries. So I think that um, what's really important is to um, keep the lines of communication open and stay visible. You know, that, that old um, saying is true, you know, out of sight, out of mind. So I think staying mm-hmm. inside and in mind is going to be key. Absolutely. And, and so the, um, I think that if you're looking through the – whether it's still in business.com or the, the digital postcards that are there under the wish you were here tab, or whether you're going to the individual um, bed and breakfast websites, I, I'd say, you know, write it down, um, make a note of the places that you want to go to. I think it's fun to dream about, fun to think about. It gives you something positive to look forward to. And, uh, you know, I think that when this is over little by little, start crossing things off your list and start going to do the things you were wishing you could be doing right now. Mm. And I think this is good. I, I really agree with you about keeping everything at the forefront and, and keeping that communication. Annette, are you doing that a lot in with your bed and breakfast? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I joined Maria's group with you were here, and um, we also belong to the, our local chamber that, that's putting out uh, virtual information and, and facts, um, and also we belong to... Um, the Association for Lodging Professionals, and they are starting a social media challenge, photo challenge, uh, for Twitter and Instagram and Facebook if you have it. So it's 30 days of pictures in and around uh, your bed and breakfast, uh, foods, recipes, um, drinks if if you have a a signature drink, um, all those type of things, uh, just to to keep up with uh, all your friends and neighbors that, that you're missing in person. Mm, I love that. It, it, if if it I could that, add to that, yeah, I, I think it's called, I think they're calling it the, the better way to stay campaign. And okay. um, oh. I, I believe it starts, it starts in just a few days. I think it starts May 1st, right? And uh, mm. yes, it does. And time for tourism week. Yay. Yeah. Don't forget tourism yes. week is in May. Uh, Kelly, uh, for everyone, you know, listening and, and wanting to keep in touch with, with you know, Natchitoches, and, and that's something you're doing, social media, newsletter, what's what's the best way for everyone? Yeah, definitely social media. You can find us at Natchitoches Tourism on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can go to our website at Natchitoches.com and sign up for our newsletter there. Um, and we are looking forward to, to National Travel and Tourism Week, which is next week. So we are um, doing some things and getting things ready for that. Of course, it's all virtual because we can't, you know, mm. we still understay at home. So um, it'll be a little bit interesting, but it's a great time to really celebrate those um, hotels and restaurants and shops and other re- retail um, tourism businesses that are still operating even during this time and, you know, that we want to be here when we get back. Right on. And, you know, Ashley, I know that you so travelmedford.org, Natchitoches.com, 
Also, uh, you've got to go to Dancing Moon. I love, I love your name, Dancing Moon BNB, and stillinbusiness.com. But Ashley, uh, travelmedford.org, a newsletter, best way. I know we touched on that before with you. Um, yeah, and social and media. Social media as well. We're very active on social media with Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Um, Google, of course, um, and I encourage you. We are big fans of Meaningful Connection. Um, so, you know, we love to respond to every single comment, message. Um, and we, I want to just touch on what Maria said a second ago about the bucket list. Um, I, that concept, I think, is going to become really important to people as they've realized um, how quickly everything can change, right? And so mm-hmm. I think everyone's kind of at home making their bucket lists. Um, we actually have our own for Medford. Um, it's on our website, so you can download that, and it shows you all the best places to go. Um, and then I also encourage everyone to um, go onto our website and order our um, free visitor guide, and then they can have the bucket list with them and kind of scroll through um, either digitally or in paper um, everything that is to, that we have to offer here in the Rogue Valley. Um, and don't right forget, on. Oregon is... At, May is actually Oregon Wine Month as well as National Tourism Week in the first week. So um, we like to support our wineries here in Oregon during the whole month of May. Sweet. All right. So guess what? It is time. Okay. It is time to play Happy Hour. Our favorite question is to ask, if you could spend Happy Hour with anyone alive or passed on, who would it be alive or passed on, right? So it could be anyone, and it could be fictional. Uh, it, who would it be? Where would you spend it? What would you eat and drink? And we want to know what the gossip is about. What are you going to be talking about? So let's start with you, Annette, over at Dancing Moon Bed and Breakfast in Colorado. Okay. Um, I gave it a lot of thought because you're thinking alive or dead. You know, who, mm-hmm. who would that be? I could pick somebody famous. Um, but, no, you know, I'm going to stick with uh, my father's mother, uh, my grandmother. She passed when I was young. Um, I'm a huge genealogist for our family, and according to my father, she knew everything, dates, people, places, and I would just love to, to sit down with her here at home, don't have to go anyplace special, um, and just pick her brain, because that was something that I was never able to do. Um, um, I would do an English high tea, something Sophisticated, uh, not cool. real fancy, but just fun. Uh, finger sandwiches, cakes, scones. Uh, she's of the English-Irish heritage, so I think that she would really enjoy that. Right on. Very nice. Yeah, la-di-da. But you're in a bed and breakfast, so you know the high tea, la-di-da style, you know. That's uh, that's that's nice. And in the kitchen, that's cool. Is that where, where yes. you guess eat? In, is it in the kitchen area, or do you have a special dining area? We we do have a dining area, but we have a um, a uh, a breakfast uh, bar, and most people we find like to eat at the bar so they can talk and and watch us cook. Oh, cool! Okay, so cooking demonstrations. Cool. This is the thing that's been going on Facebook is watching everybody do cooking, and Maria, uh, the still in business, uh, you know, the, everyone is doing. They're doing all these cooking demonstrations. We talked about apple pie, but. It's been so cool to watch. But, you know, speaking to you, Maria, who are you going to have happy hour with? Actually, you know, I thought about this a lot, too, and uh, a lot of fictional people popped up. <laughs> but ultimately, just like Annette, I went with my dad, my dad's mother, my grandmother, whom I never got a chance to meet. And um, uh, my, mm. I, my name is after her, my middle name, Carmen. 
And um, growing up, I would hear all the time that I was just like my grandmother, just like my grandmother. So I would like to meet her so I can, you know, verify <laughs> if that's yeah. true. Oh, that's funny. So where are you going to spend it? Where are you going to go for a happy hour? And what are you going to eat and drink? You know, I would like to go back to the neighborhood where my dad grew up in Spain. And um, he grew up in Ooh. Barcelona and uh, in the outskirts of Barcelona. Right. So I would like to go to some hole in the wall there. Um, that maybe maybe possibly existed when he was there, and of course he wouldn't have known about. But um, I, I would like to, if possible, even time travel and go back and see what that whole area and time period was like for him hm. with her. Wow, wow! So what are you going to eat then? That it's going to be different. Is paella oh going to still be there? Gonna, what are they <laughs> I think drink? maybe paella. You know, my dad is a um, he's a retired hotel executive, but he. He went to cooking school, the whole thing in in Geneva and oh. Switzerland. So he is a very good cook, and he makes an incredible paella. So I think that if I would have his paella in Spain with his mom, and I think that I would, you know, have a really incredible talk and a, a lovely time just getting to know more of her. Wow, this oh, is cool. very cool. Yeah. So Kelly is meat pies in the future and decorating. <laughs> Who are you going on happy hour with? Well, you know, uh, okay, so I've been thinking about this. I think I would choose Dolly Parton. Oh, cool. <laughs> Who was Truvy in the movie Still Magnolias. That's right. So I may would have to meet her down at the hair salon <laughs> and ask her, her, you know, what she thought about filming the movie and about relating to Truvy and working with all those amazing women um, in the movie. And, yeah, maybe, well, I will need a meat pie. But maybe she can have a meat pie. But I don't know. You think she she would eat a meat pie? She would eat a meat pie. Yeah. What, you know, what are you gonna drink? That's okay. We'll just we'll 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 go out to Mariners and have her favorite lobster dish out there. Okay. Um, that apparently she our restaurant Mariners that sits on Sidley Lake, beautiful sunsets. Um, apparently she ate there every night while they were filming, and she always had the lobster. Wow. Well, there so you go. That, I think I think we would go to Mariners, maybe some wine, lobster dinner, and I would just mm-hmm. ask her about her experience with Still Magnolias. Very cool. This is cool. Now, Ashley, who are you spending happy hour with? So I two people, but they're related. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of them, but their names are Harry and David, and <laughs> they they ship out. Um, that's all over the country. Have you guys yes. heard of Harry and David? <laughs> um, so Harry and David uh, actually Medford is the birthplace of Harry and David, and no still way. is home to their corporate office um, and their country village here in town. So um, they have been they well were as they're not with us anymore. Um, we're so instrumental now looking at it, being in 2020, looking hindsight in the early 1900s in really paving the path for agritourism and agriculture in our valley and really being the first two people um, who recognized the value of our soils and our microclimates. Um, so with, I would love to just sit with them um, and kind of pick their brain of, of the how, who, what, when, and, and kind of how their light bulb happened, their light bulb moment. Mm. Um and then they, you know, were the first to produce commies pears outside of France. So I would love to eat um, some of those first pears that they were growing here. Um, and I probably want to pair it with some of the blue cheese that was also um, being made at that time and is still being made by Roe Creamery here in town and mm. actually just got world's best cheese um, in Italy. And um, 
I would probably be drinking wine because I'm a big wino and I am a, a I grew up on a vineyard and um you know uh let's see the, one of the first wine the, actually the first winery in Oregon was here in in Rogue Valley um and it was opened by Peter Britt called Valley View so I'd want some of that wine with my pears and with my cheese. <laughs> This there sounds good. Go. Very mm. cool. Very cool. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Thank you all for joining us. It has been a true pleasure having you on the show. Everybody stick around. We've got bourbon coming up next. We're going to be talking bourbon and more music. Uh, but everyone, again, for Medford, go to TravelMedford.org. For Natchitoches, Louisiana, go to Natchitoches.com, and that's Natchitoches. So it's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S. I thought I had it right there for a second. Nakedish.com. And also, uh, keep up with Maria. Her website is bedandbrunchpr.com, but also for the Still in Business campaign. Um, Maria, you're still accepting people, right? Yes, yes, of course. Okay, stillinbusiness.com. That's in with two N's. And to keep up with Annette over in Colorado uh, in the Grand Valley area, go to Dancing Moon bnb.com and we want to thank again the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association for sponsoring today's segment. Again, you can go to ifwtwa.org to keep up with them and of course keep up with us at bigblendradio.com but here it is. We're going to play Summer Wine. We talked about so much wine. Here's Summer Wine from Shelly King out of Texas. This is from her album Fan Fave. So enjoy. Thanks ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Find a little time to come unwound. It's so easy to get caught up in this race. With so many dreams to chase. Then I hear that song on the radio making me want to go out in the sunshine. Sip a little summer wine. Slow dancing in the park. Stay there till after that. Sweet sounds, soft and low. the countryside holding hands and talking about love away from all this push and shove take some time to look into your eyes reconnect our disconnected lives remember how it used to be when all that mattered was you and me it's so easy to get caught up in this race With so little time to waste Then I hear that song on the radio Making me want to go out in the sunshine Sip a little summer wine Slow dancing in the park Stay there till after dark Sweet sound, soft and low Song on the radio 
hear our song. 